it's the disease. This is what it does. And this is why she behaves this way. Um, and I was able to have a lot more uh, grace and patience with her in just knowing that she doesn't want to be behaving this way or saying these things or doing these things. This is the disease doing that. And I think it took a long time for me to really realize and accept that and to be able to still move forward and have a relationship with my mom, even though it was, you know, totally different from the relationship we had had prior to her diagnosis. Hi, and welcome back to Mind What Matters. Today, we are talking with my good friend and author, Lauren Dykovitz, about her new book, When Only Love Remains, that was released this year. We're going to talk with Lauren about the frustration of memory disease and hear a little bit about her new book. Good morning, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're back on. Lauren was one of our very first guests on the original podcast series, and we're so happy to have you back. Lauren, tell us a little bit about your new book. Yeah, my new book is called When Only Love Remains, Surviving My Mom's Battle with Early Onset Alzheimer's, and it just released uh, last month. It's actually my second book, so it's kind of a continuation from my first book, and I share the whole second half of my mom's journey with Alzheimer's. So I talk about everything that happened during that time um, up until, you know, the end when she passed and even talking about the year or so since her passing and kind of things that I've learned and what I've discovered about myself and just about the entire journey and the grief and everything about that. It's a great book to read after your loved one has passed away. Sure. Um, I mean, I say that it's um, anybody can read either of my books at any time. Um, the second book talks a lot about the second half of the journey. So maybe for people who are in the moderate to later stages of the disease, um, because I definitely think that it can help people cope with what they're going through right now. Um, but also people who have lost a loved one to Alzheimer's, whether it's been a month, a year, or 10 years. Um, I think there's a lot uh, that will resonate with people and a lot that they may have not even realized themselves about their own journey that they would be able to learn from reading me, uh, reading what I have to say about mine. I'm so, so glad you put that out there. Lauren's books are very raw. They're very honest and they tell the real truth behind Alzheimer's. Um, she doesn't hold any punches in terms of you know, trying to sugarcoat the harsh realities of the disease, but they really resonate with anyone who who's going through Alzheimer's or dementia with a loved one. Um, so congrats to you, Lauren. It's just, it's Thank just incredible. You so much. Thank you. So this morning we're going to talk about the frustration of memory disease, and that really holds two components. Um, one is the frustration of getting your loved one diagnosed. And then there's also the frustration of just living with someone who is going through this battle. Lauren, can you talk a little bit about your experience with that with your mother? Yeah, as for the first part with the diagnosis, it was frustrating for us because my mom was so young at the time. She was diagnosed at 62. So Alzheimer's was kind of like the farthest thing from people's minds uh, when she was having these symptoms like the memory loss, some behavior changes, and things that we were noticing that we wouldn't have attributed to Alzheimer's. And because of her age, 
doctors and the rest of the family didn't necessarily contribute it to Alzheimer's either. So my parents were very resistant in uh, going to the doctor, um, didn't involve my sister and I initially in that process, um, refused to go at all at the very beginning, um, and just thought my mom was just getting older and this is normal and these kinds of things. But my sister and I knew that it was more than that. Um, and so we kept insisting, um, which eventually, you know, got them to go to the doctor and get a diagnosis, but it wasn't without a lot of, um, you know, insistence on our part because my parents would have never done it on their own. Um, and, you know, it was very frustrating when she got the diagnosis because we didn't, nobody knew what to do next and where to go from here. Um, and just for our anything. listeners to know, you were only 25 years old. Yeah, I was 25. My sister was 26. Just barely um, out of college. So you yeah, working had no my, idea. Right. And working my first full-time job and like felt like I was hit by this bus because my, what do you mean? My mom has Alzheimer's. She's only 62 years old. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, didn't know anybody my age that had a parent that had Alzheimer's or really anyone at all period that had dealt with a disease that could tell me what it was and what to expect and what to do next. You don't know where to go from there. So there wasn't much information out there at the time. This was back in um, 2010. Um, so social media wasn't like it is today. And there really weren't people sharing their stories openly like so many of us do today. So I had no information and I, I didn't know what I was dealing with and none of us did in, in the family. Um, so, you know, it was really frustrating to feel like we have this diagnosis. Okay. That's great. That's kind of step one, but now what there's, there isn't anything to do next. Um, and then, you know, the frustration as the disease progresses, because not knowing what to expect and just the uncertainty of it all. Um, and for me, I had a very, and I think most people, I had a very hard time accepting the disease and accepting that this was why my mom is behaving this way. When I would still expect her to act like herself, a normal, you know, a normal, I'm saying that in air quotes, healthy 62 year old woman, shouldn't be doing this. Why are you doing this? And it was frustrating. And I would snap at my mom and I would get really impatient with her. And there were days where I just felt like, what's the point? She's not going to remember this. She doesn't even know who I am. And it was very frustrating and hard to, to deal with those emotions and not have someone to talk to about the way that I was feeling. Um, and as time went on, I did grow to accept her disease and accept that, okay, my mom's not acting this way because she wants to be difficult or because, you know, there's any other reason it's the disease. This is what it does. And this is why she behaves this way. Um, and I was able to have a lot more uh, grace and patience with her in just knowing that she doesn't want to be behaving this way or saying these things or doing these things, this is the disease doing that. And I think it took a long time for me to really realize and accept that and to be able to still move forward and have a relationship with my mom, even though it was, you know, totally different from 
the relationship we had had prior to her diagnosis. That was beautiful. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, I completely agree with the fact that the feelings of frustration and almost anger that you have towards your loved one um, when they're not acting like themselves, it really, I think, stems from not really wanting to believe that there is something wrong with them. Um, And that's not something that until I talked to you, I had ever even thought about. Um, most of the time I just walked around carrying quite a bit of guilt because I had these feelings and I didn't understand that that's where it was coming from. So Lauren, thank you so much. It was great having you back on Mind What Matters and we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was great.